It's happy days for Richie when he wins a big date with the Hollywood starlet tonight at 8, 7 central. Right after, a handful of survivors wage a desperate battle for survival in the aftermath of a killer heat wave on the Tuesday movie of the week, tonight on ABC. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. And I'm Mark. And you are listening to Television Movie Night here in the month of November, or as I like to call it, pre-December. Oh, you don't, you don't call it... Uh, Post-October? No. Pre-pre-January? Um, that's, what, that's what I've always heard of it referred to as. Well, you know, it's, it, it's pre-pre-January for my accountant, because, you know, I got all these receipts. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, just let me know, uh, you know, what I can do for you, because... Uh, you know, I got to move a lot of money around. Yeah, Mark. yeah. I have you that. and I, these this we Playboy that, lifestyle that we live. I mean, the the podcast that we have operating as a church service. Yeah, that that helps clarify, helps take care of a lot of issues, but um, it doesn't answer all the questions. No, no, no. In fact, it creates a lot more questions than it actually answers. Well, financially, I think you know, we ethically, make, we, morally, eth- yes. Well, yes. I mean, um, of course. I mean. And uh, especially since a lot of our followers like to know where their money is going as well. Oh, it's it's spreading the message. It's, it's we're, we That's have, where it's we going. are sending it out to you, folks. Your money is being used as we speak. I prayed on this. Yeah. As did Andrew. Yes, brother Mark. To, tell us. Tell us. I prayed on this to Kotal Khan. Oh yeah. Our 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 religion is based largely off of Mortal Kombat. Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, characters. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I prayed to Kotal Khan, and he wants us to have first class tickets on an airplane yeah i I, people need to know that's right this is a real church this is a real church and we got a lot of things to say in as as obviously our patron saint gordon trueblood correct praise be unto him yes you know his his feast day is coming up yes now do you do you want people to know about the gordon trueblood feast day or do you want to do you want to live do you want to live in sin or folks do you want to be with the likes of Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn, yeah. Who, he's our he's our bad. He's he's, he's our he's, he's our like, trickster god. Yeah, exactly. People would think he's like the devil, but no, he just kind of shows up. Yeah, and he like, messes stuff. He just up. plays he's, some pranks. He's and, impish, and yeah, then he runs. Yeah, off. he's 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 harmless, relatively harmless. He's got a big hammer though. Yeah. So you know that's fun. Striker, however. Yeah, he's a cop. Patron he's saint. The, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's there might be a rift here. Okay, there's a paper. There's, there's, there's a schism. There's a schism over whether or not uh, this Striker. this religion supports the police or not. Yeah, Mark, the future police, right? Yes, he's, it's like a post-apocalyptic one. Yeah, he just strike, shows up and he's just got just a nightstick. Hurling bombs. Yeah, he throws grenades. He doesn't never. He only fires his gun into the air. That's yeah, the thing. It's celebration. celebration. <laughs> but he throws grenades like nobody's business. Well, that that part we like. That's we a like good, that yeah, he fires yeah. his guns into the air. Yes, that we can support that. Yeah. But then there's there's a rift because we've been we've been pushing this with the police union for years. Is, if, we're like, we guns are gonna go off. We know that. Well, the thing is, but is can the, you shoot them into the, the air? The thing is, is like if you see like when you see a dog and you know a dog's happy by the way it's wagging its yeah. tail. If I approach a police officer and he's just firing <laughs> indiscriminately into the air, I know he's having a good oh, time. Good. All right, yeah. so I, I I I can rest a little easier. I, I'm, I he doesn't mind that I'm parking in the, in this uh, crosswalk. Yeah, he gives you a big thumbs up and then just just dumps into the air. 
Mark, uh, how have you been? What have you been up to? Andrew, uh, I've been great. Andrew, I went to Italy. You went to Italy? I went to, no, Italy. The not, brand new, not the, wonderful the restaurant. restaurant here in Los Angeles. Oh there's one. It's in, not there's, brand new. There's it's been one around in, in Culver one in, City for one like in three, Las Vegas now. Uh, three years. I think it's next to the, the Giada. Yes. Uh, Andrew, I went. What did you get? The Mussels Marinara? Uh, no, I ate. Pasta with every meal, uh-huh. including breakfast. I was like, I don't care. Just give me a big bowl of pasta. You said, uh, when I'm here, I'm family. Yeah. Uh, where's the- I was and now like- you're going to be disgusted at how I live, fam. <laughs> just, just like my family. Yeah. The big thing was, uh, Andrew, it's a long flight. So I watched. How long is it? So long. Here we go. Okay. I Ready watched Shazam. The uh, um, the superhero movie. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna you're gonna tell me the Shaquille O'Neal. That's Kazam. Oh, you watch Shazam. I watched. Get with this, Zachary Levi. Shazam. Yeah. Teen Titans go to the movies. Yeah. And then because I was running out of options and uh, booze, uh, I watched the um, Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Hmm. Amazingly bad. Hmm. That's the the follow up. That's the sequel. That's the sequel to the prequel. That Johnny That's the second the Johnny Depp shows up. Johnny Depp is back. He's back, baby. He's back and badder than ever. That's uh, right. Andrew, uh, sentiment against Johnny Depp had turned so much. Hmm. I don't know if you know this that, but when they had like a Fantastic Beasts two panel at Comic Con, mm-hmm. they told they had Johnny Depp show up as Grindelwald. So they were like, we would rather you show up as an in, evil in character. genocidal maniac yeah. than the real guy. <laughs> and he was like, Look, man, no it, it was he was either that or he's gonna show up as Jack Sparrow, uh, right? Yeah. That's all you're getting. <laughs> well, they all I think there were probably also talks of like, should we just get the Jack Sparrow that keeps getting like sexually assaulted by women at Disneyland? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no one's gonna know the difference. <laughs> It could just be the the animatronic one. Oh yeah, the one that ruins uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, every ten minutes he just pops out of a barrel, huh? looks around, huh? and then goes back in. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, hey, it's from the movie. All right. So you just went. You just did. You like cling. You just went to. You went to Italy. You just yeah. Spur of the moment. You said, "I'm, I'm going less. to. Eat. I'm going. I'm going to where." The, the home country of my favorite place to eat fazolis. Yes. That's where I'm going. That's, yes. I want to know where the, I want to know how the sausage is made at the fazolis. Uh, people kept telling me that the food was going to be wonderful. Yep. Andrew, I went. I didn't see a single Sabaros. So I don't know what the fuck. Not even were at the airport? About. No. No. Turn they around. Had, go it, home. Yeah. It was like Cucina Delicioso or something. Here's the other, here's the weirdest part. Mm-hmm. I had a connecting flight. From Spain to Rome. Boy, are your arms tired. <laughs> Andrew and I took an airline called Vueling, which seems to be the Greyhound bus of air travel. Mm. Partway through the flight, you know how they have the cart coming through and they're like, do you want peanuts or water or anything? Yeah. First of all, they charge you for water. Yeah, sounds you, like spirits. Yeah, if you say you want water for this fl- interna- international flight, they're like, cool, three bucks. Give. And then once that cart comes through, another cart comes through selling perfume. Oh. And duty free? And cigarettes, yes. Yes. And they're like, can you smoke in the plane? No, you can't smoke oh, in the plane, but they were like, they were like, if you want 
perfume and cigarette rats. We've got a cart full like, of it right here. As soon here. as the door opens, you can smoke. All right? I was, yeah. I was like, no, thanks. You should have just bought one. Come on. I sh- well, yes, I should have bought it. A- Doesn't everyone over there just smoke anyway? Yes. I was walking by a school and <laughs> there were like third graders. Just there were there was a row of like 20, 13 to 14 year olds and they were all smoking. Yeah. Just right outside they of the school. A squeeze box. And they were smoking. Yes, and there was a monkey. They were smoking yeah, in the boys. Yeah. They were not smoking in the boys' room. No, they no. were smoking outside of the school. Yeah. It was, it was crazy to me. I was like, I can't believe it. But they were also very thin. So I was like, Ooh. well, maybe I should try smoking. How many dogs did you see nosing like a meatball towards one another and then eventually kissing? Uh, that was mainly me. Oh, was, you were uh, just you were nosing a meatball uh, yeah. towards the dog, or this was towards just the you dog. by <laughs> sitting by yourself? No, this was me drunkenly on the city on the seat, city streets singing Bella Note, uh. is the song <laughs> from that movie, and then finding a stray dog. And yeah, I hear like, tonight is the Why night. Why don't you eat up, buddy? <laughs> they call me the tramp back home. <laughs> I don't know why. Not much of a lady. Blah. <laughs> And then I eat my own vomit. Oh yeah, and, just, okay, just and like the that movie. Towards the dog. Speaking of uh, Lady and the Tramp, Mark Disney Plus came out this uh, past Plus, week. Plus, yes, Andrew, ten million subscribers already. Did you get Mandalorian? No, I did not. Oh. Okay. Did, did you? you? Did you get it? No. Are you gonna get it? Probably. When? I'll know. <laughs> Oh, you'll know. You'll know. You'll know when the time is right. You'll know. No, I didn't get it either. I'm not a. None of the original uh, programming really looked like day one purchase for me. Uh, Encore, High School Musical, the musical, the series, series? or uh, well, there's those are two different shows, aren't they? Yes. Encore is the reality show with Kristen Bell. Yes, where she's like, don't you like? High school plays? Well, what if old people were in them? What, what, huh? if, what if people who had given up on their dreams try and do it Did again? Did it again. Huh? Uh, that, show se- about it. that show seems depressing to me. Sad. Yes, and I was like, absolutely not. Was there ever a show where like a high school, like a legit docu-series about like a high school football team that gets back together? There's and- been a bunch of pitches like that. Because... That seems to be the equivalent of what this is. Yes, right? this is glory days. This is which seems like then and now. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then the High School Musical one, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, is another original oh, series. What is that? Basically, it's like somebody says a subject to Jeff Goldblum, and he goes, "Oh, oh, what is this? What uh, <laughs> we have? What is one, two, three, four, five, five six, six? Ah, uh, seven, seven episodes. Seven episodes." Uh, it basically, that's the idea. Is it's like um, I don't know, like it's, it's an, like it's, it's an like, interview show with Jeff Goldblum, and that's it. Where he just rolls into things, and he's like, uh, "I've uh, I, I heard heard this a uh, uh, thing on the internet about uh, 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 furries." Uh huh. And so um, I'm going to a furry convention. Let's uh, let's 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 just look. And let's, so let's see, what, let's see what happens. I'm gonna get railed by a guy in a chipmunk costume. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be a blast. Check it out. Check it out. We're Apparently gonna, that. That's we're, an, we're, we're gonna hit. We're gonna hit play. We're gonna hit play right now. We're gonna okay. hit play. Let's go. That's the show. Apparently, that's an affectation. His stutter. 
that's fine. Which, but if you're gonna, stuck if you're gonna to do for like thirty, if you're gonna years. do an impression, that's that's the Jeff Goldblum impression. I watched, yeah. I watched some kind of sponsored content with him in at, uh, with Kroger's, <laughs> where it's him and uh, are they as good as the uh, the iMac ads? No, it's it's, it's like it's uh, basically everybody's everybody's got an email. Give me your email. <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's like there's a club. No, it's it's basically like it's him in front of a, a house that's not his, and he's like raking <laughs> leaves, and he's like, uh, "I'm inviting a friend over to uh, my house, but this isn't my house. It's, it's, it's rented. It's a rented house, and um, we're gonna make something. We're gonna make something delicious. It's gonna be amazing." And then it's him just fucking around in Kroger for like 30 minutes talking this. to obvious plants. I love everything about this. And, and like he goes to the floral department and he's like, oh, these flowers, these are beautiful. And he like offers the woman behind the counter a hug. Uh-huh. And then he goes to the meat department and he like offers that guy a hug. He hugs a, a rack of lamb. Yeah. Yeah. He's just having a blast. And then uh, steps uh, away. He's covered in blood. And it's it's obviously it's obviously sponsored content, but like it's confusing because like Funny or Die put it together. Yeah. So I'm I'm like, whose idea was this? Was it Kroger? Was I it Funny it, or Die? Was it, it was Jeff Goldblum? Goldblum. <laughs> He's like, uh, I have to throw a dinner party. Uh, how uh, am I gonna get away with this? Yes. <laughs> Goldblum, let's think, 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 think. Uh, sponsored content. Okay. Uh, yes. yes. Okay, yes. that's big, 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 big. That's basically what it is. Uh, well, that's exciting, Mark. I'm glad that you enjoyed this international experience. Mark, it's television movie night. This is a podcast where you and I talk about Disneyland and Italy. Um, it seems uh, weirdly specific <laughs> that we would set up the podcast this way. Mortal Kombat 11 characters. But, uh, you know. Mortal Kombat the, 3 characters. The, the people haven't complained yet. It's a podcast where you and I watch made-for-TV movies. We are in the month of November. We have a new topic this month. Yes. We are watching disaster films specifically natural disaster films and this month we started off with a a hot one okay oh jesus christ it's it's spicy it's Uh very spicy it's it's sultry it's sweaty scintillating sticky it is uh that reminds me i owe you two dollars yeah you do you do put it on the table mark we watched 1974's heat wave and we're going to talk about it at length in a segment I like to call, well, what do you know? Mark, heat wave, exclamation point. In color. In color. From 1974. 1974's heat wave. Andrew, this movie has a star. It's it got has, a bunch of stars. It has two stars, it I would m- say. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has two stars and one notable, one noticeable face. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, this movie stars Bonnie Bedelia. Bonnie Bedelia, yeah, star of two Die Hard movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, her voice is in the third one. I don't believe she po- pops up in Live Free or Die I Hard so. or A Good Day to Die Hard. No, which should happen should take place in Australia, but no, it takes place in Russia. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this movie also stars The Big Lebowski. That's right, David Huddleston. And this movie also stars a guy from Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, California Charlie. Yes. <laughs> the auto sale, the used car salesman that doesn't want any trouble. No, no. He just wants to get her, get the car and get off the lot, okay? Yeah. Mark, Heat Wave debuted on ABC on January 26, 1974. So putting it right, you know, 
when people want to think about hot stuff. How hot and awful it is. January. That's right. Burr. <laughs> this was directed by Jerry Jameson, who has directed a lot of other television shows, including uh, episodes of Murder, She Wrote, The Mod Squad, and also directed a movie entitled Raise the Titanic. Raise the Titanic? Yeah. So Ray starts his own Titanic? Yeah, Ray's the Titanic. Ray apostrophe Ray, yeah, Ray's, S. Yeah, apostrophe the colon Titanic. the Titanic. <laughs> he's uh he's doing his own. This time around though, he's going to he's he's going to make it bigger. That was the oh, issue. Keith's Everyone gonna... thinks that it's like oh, it's too big, you know, but what if you made it so big that bigger. it just absolutely crushed that ice that uh, iceberg? It's huh? bigger and it's designed it only works when it goes through icebergs. Yes, if so, it's if it ever see? gets in if it ever gets in clear uh, water, water it's, oh, yeah. that oh, thing's no, going sink. like a stone, it'll, okay? It'll write down. But Ray's got some good ideas. This was written by, uh, the teleplay was written by Peter Allen Fields, who's written several episodes of Star Trek, The, the Next Generation, oh, next. Uh, Deep Space Nine, oh, wonderful. McCloud. I love McCloud. Xena, Warrior Princess. Wonderful. Also written by, the teleplay written by Mark Weingart, who wrote episodes of Rat Patrol, The FBI, oh. and Kojak. Oh, who loves you, baby? This was, uh... I'll give you a ride. Oh. He had a deep voice. Man, it had a deep... No, no, no. He had, had a deep voice. I won't, I won't like say yours, his Like yours, like yours, like yours. I won't say his name. <laughs> this is based on uh, a story, however, from Herbert Solo. Jesus Christ. How many of these idiots does it take to make Heat Wave? Well, uh, in my mind, Herbert Solo apparently is a, is a producer on a bunch of shows and a bunch of production companies, which makes me think that he was like... I don't know. We need a movie about. Um, it's hot. It's really hot, and they gotta figure it out, and then uh, we'll make it for like a hundred thousand dollars. Make sure we'll... it's got an explanation exclamation point in the title. I want it to be loud. I want people to shout it when they see it on the television screen. Uh, he's the executive in charge of things like Star Trek: The Original Series, oh. The Girl from Uncle, and oh. story credit on Killdozer. Ooh, all right. All right, so the guy's got some chops. He's got chops. This is starring, as we said, Bonnie Bedelia from Die Hard. Yes. To David Huddleston from The Big Lebowski, but also from Blazing Saddles. Most he, importantly, Big Lebowski. He was Emmy nominated for The Wonder Years as Kevin's grandpa. Oh. Uh, and Ben Murphy, but he was also in a show entitled Alias Smith and Jones. And he's also shown up in a bunch of other programs like The Love Boat and Dr. Sure. Medicine Woman. Mark, before we begin, what did you think, aside from seeing a large portly man with, with sweat, sweat underneath under his the man boobs? Now, there is a large portly man. Yeah, I. if you think I didn't scrub through frame by frame. Just looking for it. To be like, no, there's got to be there's no, gotta be something. No, he's he is fresh as a daisy. Yeah, he's the only one that isn't sweating in this movie. Uh, what did you think Heat Wave was going to be about? Uh, Andrew, I thought that it was going to be impossibly hot in L.A. Yeah. Hot time, summer in the city. <laughs> Imagine that. Back of my neck. Getting dirt and, and gritty. gritty. Go ahead. Save Caller. It. Save this. Caller, go Cut ahead. This. Caller, uh, Andrew. Caller, caller, go ahead. I thought L.A. was going to get really hot. People were going to be stuck. And... Um, like LA starts tearing itself apart is basically what I thought. That's what I thought. I thought we were going to see like kids try and 
open up a fire hydrant only for like a little trickle of water to come out. Oh, I was hoping sand would come out. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Somehow water goes in it. Like it's like it a vacuum. It sucks it all in. Yeah. Uh, yes. And I, that's what I was, I was expecting. hoping somebody would burst into flames. I was expecting where have all the people gone? Which this movie is very similar. Very to, reminiscent it feels of a it, lot like but, where have all the people gone? But you can tell that they're like. We ain't got no money for any of that kind of stuff because we've can't seen afford... a bunch of sweaty people yeah. knocking over a Seven Eleven for water. We can't afford that, so we'll figure something out. Yeah, Mark, we open up in Act One. We open up on a very steamy, hot, hot, hot. Oh yeah, Los Angeles, California. Oh yes. 92 reads the thermometer outside of the bank. At 6 a.m., right? Yeah, it's hot, okay? I'm talking like like October hot, yeah, okay? Yeah, like, like yesterday yeah. in L.A. hot. Uh, Andrew, I was uh, during, there was a summer once where I rolled into work at 5 a.m., and it was 95 degrees, mm. and it was dark, and I thought, I was like, something is wrong. Like, I thought I was dying. Well, I, Los Angeles does get hot, but if you go into Palm Springs oh, yeah, or no, you that's go hot. into Vegas, they're like, yeah, you just can't go outside. And like, yeah, just one, don't do it. Don't do it. It's silly. And you're like, oh, my God, is there an issue? And they're like, they're yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's the a, sun. It's a goddamn desert, you idiot. What are you doing here? Go inside and smoke and lose money. Yeah. They told you that in Italy, though, too. So Yes. They said but you go, go outside and smoke. You go outside and smoke. Yeah. The six-year-old, it's uh, <laughs> he's got Lucy's. He's selling them. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I saw a waitress sell somebody a Lucy. Yeah, on the street. Hell yeah! I was like, what the fuck? Well, yeah. Well, family would you you could bum them, but uh, you know, we saw we saw that that one that one movie with Kojak. We know how it works. We know what happens in LA. Yes. Ben Murphy, who plays Frank, wakes up next to his wife, Laura. Who's played by Bonnie Bedelia? Bonnie Bedelia, a she, very young Bonnie Bedelia, very young but very pregnant Bonnie Bedelia, and uh, their their air conditioner conks out. Why didn't you know it? They wake up, they're all hot and sticky, and the air conditioner breaks, and they're like, "God damn!" They have to reenact that Sears commercial from the nineties. They're like, "Tomorrow's supposed to be even hotter." And he looks up from his newspaper, and he's like, "Cool." You know what commercial yeah, I'm talking I know about? The one. Yeah, okay. yeah, sure. On the news, it's very hot. And they say that brownouts are uh, being proposed here for Los Angeles in order to conserve energy. Racist. Also, Bonnie tries to uh, get a little, uh, little, 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 little agua. Yeah, a little water for her. Nope, nope. The taps uh, are all brown and gross, too. Yes, apparently the building is also haunted by yeah, a water demon. Well, yeah, apparently it's, it's weird that they don't pay more attention to that. Ray and Egon are in the sewers but, underneath. Yeah, she's just like, black goo comes out of the faucet, and she's like... What are you going to... Up, up from the faucet came a bubbling crude. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's a living. What? Yeah, she's like, this is this is Los Angeles, yeah. folks. Laura gets a call on the what phone. What do you expect when you pay 1800 a month? <laughs> That's right. If we would upgrade, we could have working air conditioning. It's either one or the other. You can either have air conditioning or you're drinking water. So right. you pick, okay? But you're not going to get it for less than two. No. No. What are you, silly? Where are you, where are you, where are you going to live? You're going to live in uh, Scottsdale? Sure. Yeah. Maybe maybe you could commute from there for that much. Laura answers the phone, and it's her mother, and uh, it's pretty clear that Laura comes from money. She got some, oh, yeah. She, her parents got a little bit of scratch, because they're like, why don't you come visit us in London? Come to London. 
Like, come out to the come out to, come the, out to the coast. Come out come to, out to the London. Come out to have London. A, they have said. a jolly old time. Make uh, knuckles with your toes. Yeah, that's what she tells. That's what her mom tells her over and over again. I don't understand. Better than a I, cup of coffee I don't, in a shower, No, I don't honey. understand how that would <laughs> how that would uh, cure uh, jet lag. It's pretty clear that they got money, so they're like, "Why don't you come out to uh, London? Because you and your dirtbag husband, who we loaned, we loaned two thousand dollars to, and hasn't paid us Six back years yet. ago, hasn't paid us back yet." Frank overhears this and he's like, "Are they talking about that I'm, I'm that I'm deadbeat? that I'm a loser? Are they talking and that I they, suck? That I owe a bunch of money? Yes, honey. Oh, good. Uh, t- give him my loves." Frank overhears this and is irritated because he knows that uh, he don't they don't have the cash and they've already borrowed from the parents. So, honey, he's just, honey my mom says you owe them three thousand pounds sterling. What? Does that sound right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I I guess uh Is that the transfer rate, you think? Yeah, yeah. I have to I have to I have to go to the post office. <laughs> Give and, them like three days warning. Yeah. <laughs> the parents also suggest that uh, they go up to the big cabin up the way, you yes, know? That's not Big Bear. It's called Bear it's, Springs. It's, it's like a large <laughs> large Ursa major. Yeah. Yeah, they they say, why don't you go up to the cabin? Go to Radiator perhaps, Springs. Perhaps go to the Winter House. Uh, you know, you guys are living there on Main Street. You know, you should probably look for a place in Tomorrowland. Is what I've been saying for I years. Say, that's that's the future. It's like, you can't afford Tomorrowland. Yeah. We could barely afford, afford this today. place. In Ma- we can barely afford Main Street. We're subletting from uh, above the firehouse, but we gotta we're subletting we gotta leave from the, the light candle on in case Walt comes <laughs> in. The candle owns the apartment for some reason. Frank's upset. He's like, you're getting Frank upset. Yeah, okay. Frank's, Frank's, uh, Andrew, Frank is one of the pissiest characters we've ever had on this show. Uh, certainly the mo- the pissiest lead I think we've ever had. Well, the pissiest fictional character. Yeah, because not me. You and me both uh, <laughs> looking at each other thinking, is it, is it, is it me? Is it you? I think I'm is the it, piss baby you? today. Is it me? Yeah, Frank's a big piss baby because he's like, I don't like your mom saying I, we ain't got money. And I know we ain't got money, but I don't want her rubbing it in our face that they're jet setting the London and then they got a cabin up in big, large bear town. Yeah. L- large bearton. Uh, b- Bearland. Yeah. But he's like, but I got to go to my job. So don't don't drink any of that weird, gross swamp water without me. <laughs> That's <okay>? mine. <laughs> I want that. I left the glass out. It's cooling on the <laughs> window. Now it's gone. So right now. You tell me, lady. Frank picks up a coworker and they head off to his broker job. He's a he's a stockbroker. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and basically I'm just imagining he's one of the he's one of the underlings in the first office that is in Wolf of Wall Street, right? Yes. He's ju- selling junk bonds. Yeah. He's got, a, <laughs> he's got a big line on like old people that he can call and be like, "You know, if you invest all of your savings, I think you're going to see a return. That's right. It's like you, you, the phone starts ringing at nine o'clock yeah. and you do not stop until six o'clock. Okay. Atari is only going up. It's, I'm, I'm hearing they're getting into restaurants. They pass a man being helped by paramedics, though, as That's they had. That's what Chuck E. Cheese was, right? Yes. It's owned by, yeah. um, or it's founder Noel Bushnell, who was the founder of Atari. Okay. Think about it. At work, uh, what so, are they going to do? Just dump all those ET consoles in the desert somewhere? No, no chance. No chance. Not a chance. Now's the time. Get in on the ground floor. That's what I say. Also, um, typewriters. 
I yeah. think now's the Never. time. Never going to stop. Never going to stop. Writers. Type of writers. As they drive through a very steamy and hot Los Angeles, it's pretty clear that uh, it's taking its toll on Los Angelinos. Is like people are basically dying. People are passed out on the street. Uh, there's a dog trying, lapping. Trying to get at uh, like a Trying hose. to get at a faucet. Yeah. At work, Frank frets about dealing with his boss. Because he's like waiting for promotion or something. I, I don't deserve, know. I I come in here five minutes late every day, act like a big piss baby, and don't sell a single thing. Yeah, and they don't want to give me a promotion. Frank's kind of an entitled shithead. He just got, yeah, he's I like hate him. just everyone's just like he's like mm, trying to get one over on old Frank. Meanwhile, at the grocery store and at the laundromat, Laura is doing her day to day business, and she sees people starting to get upset about the heat. Yes, as the freezers at the grocery store have stopped working so they have to throw out all the frozen food and there are people that are starting to hoard some food and she goes to the laundromat and it turns out that there's water shortages on certain parts of town which force other people to go to other parts of town so the laundromat's packed with a bunch of people and she's 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 over it she's all hot and sweaty and she's yeah. like oh i'm pregnant she's like i hate this she's like there's too many goddamn people in this town andrew yeah great great crackling writing <clears throat> a woman buys is Buying all the canned goods she can. Another woman walks up to her and says, hey, you can't buy, you can't hoard all the food, which sure you can. Yeah, you can. It's a free fucking country. Go to hell. She says, well, I'm pregnant. The other woman says, well, in nine months, I could be pregnant. No one says, with that face? Oh. (laughs) Got him. Got him, folks. Boom. Yeah. Uh, But actually, yeah, you're right. I don't need this many water chestnuts. I don't even know why I'm buying them. Just you know, I like the crunch. Sometimes I like the crunch. I like. I like that I'm, it's I'm thinking mealy, about. I'm thinking about making stir fry. I don't know. Mealy and crunchy. My favorite. <laughs> At work, Frank goes in to talk to his boss about this potential promotion, but the but a uh, uh, a man from the city shows up. Yeah, random city guy. Shows and he's up. like, "Hey, you got to shut off your air conditioner for the rest of the day, for the rest of the week, or we're gonna have to shut off the entire power to the building." Because uh, we got to conserve energy, man. Yeah. We got important things to, to do, like n- not pump water. I, I, don't, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, where is the energy going? Yeah, it's just, there's just, a, there's just a, a big guy on top of the hill. Just He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's mine. I got all the energy. Oh, yeah. Just rolling around in it. Lighting cigarettes or lighting cigars with energy. It's yeah, he's just, he's oh, like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, he, put, he, he lights a cigar with energy and then he just kind of throws it away. Oh, it's sad. At the laundromat, Laura passes out, and Frank gets a call to rush from work to help her. When he gets there, he sees a he sees like a, a ambulance. He sees an ambulance. Well, he sees an ambulance, and he's like, "Oh my god, Laura!" He like bangs on the door, and he's like, "That's my wife." And then she just like exits the laundromat. She's like, "Nah, I'm fine." I don't know what this fake out is for. I don't know what it's for. Also, doesn't she pass out off screen? No, she passes out on screen. Oh, uh, she and like uh, she's like, she, uh, she and then and then that's when Frank gets a call. Okay, so Frank rushes over, and I guess it's to show that m- more than one hump is getting fried <laughs> by this heat wave. Sure. I have no idea because uh, some some lady at the laundromat keeps injecting into their conversation. Yeah, who is this lady? Some fucking lady. She's like. She's like, oh, a man this handsome, you should pass out more so that he could show up and, and save you. you. Oh, look at how strong he is. Oh, but really, you should go to the doctor. Did he put that baby in you? <laughs> also, I bet he did with his big, strong muscles. I bet he did. Also, um, 
Uh, you gonna you gonna eat all those water chestnuts? Cause uh, boy, There's a I lot. would they I would love spilling out of the trunk of your. I car. would love some. I will trade you the, all these. <laughs> Marciano cherries that I stole. <laughs> Interesting. Perhaps we can figure this out. She just keeps banging on to these two, and they're like, all right, lady, okay, leave, all right. Leave us alone. So they get in the car and leave, and uh, Frank also tries to convince Laura to go to the doctor, but uh, she's like, no, I'm fine. And he's like, well, you know, uh, it's a good thing maybe you didn't, like, you know, like miscarry or anything. Yeah, wouldn't that be wouldn't, wouldn't that, that be, be crazy? Up? That would be like cuckoo bananas, right? Like imagine you're at the you're you know you're you're over at the uh, the laundromat, right? And you're like loading in a, a a load of clothes, laundry, and then you know finishes the dryer, and you take it out of the dryer, and you're like looking at all the clothes as you're folding them, and there's like just our dead baby, you're like the right clothes. there, just like a dead like in a the dead clothes, baby. And you're like, what? Because you miscarried. Yeah, wouldn't that be crazy? But like, don't think about it. Whatever. Also, I missed work. <laughs> I'm out of PTO. So <laughs> Laura goes to the doctor's office because she's like, boy, that was a real fucked up thing to say. Yeah. So you're like, oh, yeah, your, my husband your said baby I, died. Yeah, my husband made a joke about how I probably miscarried. So uh, the doctor's like, that's a good one. The, <laughs> the doctor says, that old saw. Uh, uh, the doctor comes out and says. I saw that on Carson yesterday. <laughs> The doctor comes out, and the waiting room is fil- filled with pregnant women. Yeah. And he says, I'm also having rolling blackouts on my medical services, so only some of you are going to get medical attention. No, but he's also told that he's got to go to an emergency clinic. He's yes. basically getting conscripted into going and being a yes. doctor. You know, this is what Medicare for All is going to be about, folks. I mean, yeah, the I mean, death it's panels. Like, yeah. It's like, I, got, I have to go sit in on a death panel. Yeah, exactly. But, so the uh, grandma gets killed. You know, but but doctors, you know, they're just going to be, they're they're basically going to be, they're going to be working for the state, okay? Yeah. Forced. Do you trust the state to with your medical care? Mm, think hmm? about it. Hmm? Do you trust them with uh, your policing? Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, what, you, about the, what about fire services? Yeah, the security of the country as a whole. Do you trust them with that? Uh huh. Oh, so maybe. What about like package delivery? Like making sure packages show up on time? Maybe, huh. maybe like doctors as government worker. Maybe, maybe that is okay. How are we going to pay for it, Mark? <laughs> Tax the ranch. Uh, I mean. How many rich people do we actually have in this country, Mark? <laughs> There's 621 billionaires. If you just fuck over those 621 billionaires, you're going to take care of everything. Well, you just have an answer for everything, don't you? I do. The doctor comes out and he basically says, if anyone here is being a big fat crybaby, you leave now. <laughs> but if anyone's got Pack any, your shit. If anyone's got any real problems, I will kind of just give you a big pat on the head. And Laura's like, um, I'm pregnant and I passed out and he's like, I don't know. Um, rest. I need you to rest and, uh, go somewhere where there's black brackish water and no AC. And she's like, got it. She's like, I think I know the place. He's like, good, 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 good. Good. And if there's a piss baby there to stress yeah, if, you out, yeah, if you got, so, if you got help. somebody just banging on about every potential, like uh, any minor slights that they've encountered. Yeah, just over the past seven years, that would just, help. Just really let them let them just lay it out. I'm going to say it's a him because I'm pretty sure it's a guy that's <laughs> doing this. He basically tells her to rub some dirt on it and then kick rocks. Meanwhile, Frank is sent home from work because there's no power to the building and uh, the power shut off. He's like, "All right, snow day." Yeah. Uh, Frank's friend 
uh, who's not, a not Frank. Frank's friend. friend. Uh, his friend said, "I'm not gonna worry until trading stops because money makes the world go round." And so when he Frank goes in there and he's like, "Hey, we shut down the trading." Yeah. Keep in mind, money is still being traded somewhere. Yeah. It's just, just not right here. Uh, Frank looks like he is seconds away from blowing his brains out. He like turns in his chair slightly <laughs> and like, it doesn't dear, say anything. Dear God. Even at night, it's hot and we see their thermometers showing triple digits. Laura tries to get Frank that to go up to the cabin with her because she's pretty sure it's got to be cooler up there and. Large, large, large Bearton, large ground uh, mammal. Ma- yeah, massive, massive grizzly berg. Yeah, but Frank doesn't want to. He, he says doesn't... he doesn't want to go on the dumb water splash ride at California. Yeah, Adventure. that's why like, like, you just like, get you're wet. Just get it wet just sucks. Like, you'll dry off throughout the course of the day. She's like, it's gonna get in my shoes. It's gonna smell bad. Frank doesn't want to go because he doesn't want to seem poor to her parents. Laura basically she says, says, "Honey, hey." They know. Why don't you? <laughs> the ladies like, have been she's talking. Like, hey, why don't you unfuck yourself? All right, <laughs> it's a billion degrees, and I'm seven months pregnant. So either we do this, or I'm going to toss you out this goddamn window. Frank comes around on this. Frank says, "Fine." He says, "Fine." And he throws himself to the floor. And he's like. <sighs> And he tries to do toe knuckles, but it doesn't work. Right. He take, like, it's he, only for jet lag. It's not for being a big piss, piss baby. baby. Looking outside, they see a complete blackout of Los Angeles. And they're like, huh, weird. <laughs> Act two, we start up the drive towards the cabin. Apparently, the blackout was only over the course of the night. Well, yeah. I was expecting, here's what I was expecting. They waited too long to go to the cabin. And then it was just going to be just like a, a big... Stuck in traffic the whole time, yeah. No, just a big blackout. I thought like, like oh shit, the city's going to go real, it's like basically the summer of Sam. Once I knew that there was a cabin, I was like, oh, so we're going to go to the cabin. That's what the movie is, is trying to get to the cabin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're in traffic. It's moderately annoying. Yeah, there's a bunch of people on the road as they're trying to get out. Cause, it's, but this is just Los Angeles any fucking day of the week. Like, yes, this that is that imagine is... imagine trying to get in your car and being like, hey, we're we're going northbound, and it's nine thirty, and it's like, oh man, you waited too long. <laughs> yeah, it's like... you should have been. It should have been five forty five, and you're just like you're getting a running start. Well, Andrew, I have to drive uh three and a half miles. Should take me, I'd say, about forty five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I go from every he- day. I go from here to the Grove, and it's it's an hour. Yeah, that's it. Easily, the Grove is six miles away, folks. Straight shot. Yeah, you should just go over the hill. Just go right down the Canyon Road. That's all you got to do. No, 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 it's an hour. <sighs> they stop for lunch at a roadside stand, and they are told that there is only one glass of water per customer. Aww. Piss baby says, I'll have hers. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm going to have her. She brought her own sludge. She's going to have that. From home. She's big on that. It's it's gluten-free. That's oh, yeah. She's Apparently she's got a big kick for, for this. No, obviously, there is like a ton of shit happening. They've seen, their, they've seen rolling blackouts. They've seen like brackish water come out of their own taps. Yes. And- this guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, folks, but there's just to be clear, there's only one glass of water per customer. We had some shortages. 
Frank get this like snit. He's like he's this like, big tone. What he's is like, this? He's like the customer's always Thanks. right, asshole. Thanks, Bernie. Socializing my water supply. Like, what kind of place only offered? What, what, where's your manager? Where's your manager? Bring him out. Oh, you want to talk out. to the manager? All yeah. right, hang on a second. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm here. I'm oh, the manager. Good. I have, I have, I have. Uh, your employee was very rude to me when he said I can only have one glass of water. Really? Which employee? Uh, the, the, he was like a heavy set gentleman. Uh, he had a like a like a not fair complexion. Okay. Like- All right. <laughs> Swarthy, sir. Yeah, oh, he is yes. Italian. <laughs> Frank gets upset at the chef, and he's like, "The chef says, hey, my wife's been slaving over a butane grill for like eight hours. It's at so 125 fucking degrees fucking outside with a club sandwich. So why don't you sit and spin, you fucking dick?" David Huddleston overhears this uh, to do. Yeah. And marches over and starts giving him a hard sell about Bronson beer. Bronson beer. He says that... Uh, he says, folks, when you're pregnant on a hot day, the yeah. best thing you can do for yourself is grab a Bronson. Delicious Bronson beer. Yes, he uh, he's a very friendly, energetic man who wants to talk about Bronson beer. And he says, I even got some samples out in the car and I'm going to go show you. So he brings in like a case of beer mm-hmm. and pays for their meal. David Huddleston, Frank, and Laura, who's seven months pregnant, yes, knock back a couple. You know, they all, just get yeah. a little loose. They all folks. have at least two beers each. Mark, in 1974, you could have two beers. Are you sure? It's fine. I feel like even by 1974, the idea of drinking while pregnant was like no. the the Andrew. problems were known. All that stuff didn't come out until like the early nineties. Seriously? Yes. Oh, man, I. It's jarring to see it because she's obviously like very pregnant. She's, she's very pregnant, and, and there's everybody, like, everybody there's like there. Six or eight empty bottles on the table by the yes. end of the scene. Everybody there is like, I assume your wife will be having a couple of brewskis. Oh, absolutely. Us. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. Of oh, course. yeah. 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 Crack them open. David Huddleston says he, in fact, would love for a heat wave to continue. He'd love a heat wave every month. Because he's a beer salesman. Yeah. Whatever makes people thirsty, business got to make the world go round. So uh, I'm just feeling a need. I'm just feeling a need. Yeah. The couple leaves, uh, but asks David for a little fuel from his car because- Well, they they ask the gas station attendant for the gas. And they say, well- And he says, we ain't got no power to pump the fuel. Yeah. He says, who made who- who made you? Yeah. He made you. <laughs> yeah. Timothy Busfield is banging on over there about yeah, something. You got these weird people out in the hotel just, just having hate fucking weird, gross hate sex. Yes. Uh they say we can't pull the we can't pull the gas out of the pumps because we ain't got no electricity. Right. So they asked David Huddleston if they can uh, you know siphon a quick gallon. Get us a gallon to get us where we're going. David Huddleston says, nah, I'm 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 okay on that. Uh, I'm pretty friendly, but no. They leave, but then David Huddleston pulls out a big old wad of cash, and he says, well, a shop owner and a gas station owner probably has a reserve of gasoline sitting around somewhere that uh, they wouldn't mind selling to a man who is offering them a big wad of cash. Yes. And all the delicious Bronson beer he can buy. What are we trying to say with this role and this move that, like, Industry, I feel like there's money like a, does win out. There is a very anti-capitalist 
message being sent here, right? Yes, throughout the whole movie. Because the stockbroker thing, it's the like stockbroker... Frank's obviously miserable. There's like a weird subplot where Laura brings up that Frank wasn't going to be a stockbroker until they got married and she got pregnant. So he decided that he had to go and make money. Well, wasn't he going to do something else? Wasn't he going to be like he's a... going to be a doctor, right? Oh. She was like, "Were you gonna? You were, were gonna, you go, were into gonna go to medical school? Yeah, yeah." So I feel like th- there's this weird capitalism message being shoved into this dumb disaster film about it being really hot outside. Well, it's saying that yes, it's saying that big business and big government control everything, and that when the when it gets just a little bit hot, too hot, like physically too hot. And the system starts breaking down, your gods won't be there for you. Well, I think that the only thing that will be there is common human decency. Ye, well, yes and because no, though, that, because, because capital- the doctor has common human decency yes, at the end. But the capitalist, the the beer salesman, is is basically filling the void. It's like once once all the the that fragileness of society breaks down in any capacity. Yes. Th- like the people who have the haves yes. will we'll immediately to have. have a lot more yeah. than the have nots. Because look at you. You spend all your money on water chestnuts and maraschino cherries. Meanwhile, I got the fuel and I uh, my my man breasts are, are freshly powdered, Fresh, yeah. folks. Driving up towards the cabin, they notice people heading the other way, save for David Huddleston, who passes them while honking his big yellow car. <laughs> I was glad. I, 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 was wanted, like, I wanted a car-to-car shot of him drinking a beer <laughs> and then toasting them and then zooming away. Yeah, toasting them and then the husband and wife hold up their own beers, <laughs> toast back, keep driving. No, no, he gives, a, he gives a big friendly wave and a toast and they're like, oh, and they like give a half-hearted wave and then he just rams <laughs> his car right off the road. Yeah. <laughs> Frank and Laura are stopped by an old man whose wife is having trouble breathing. This is... Uh, California Hank from Psycho. California Charlie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the old man says he doesn't have time to explain. <laughs> He's like, my wife's really sick. I have I to take your car. To I'm going to go. <laughs> Taking your car and I'm leaving. Jerry, you got to call him a bomb threat. Steinberg is here. <laughs> Who is this? Who is this? Uh, so he, our hero, our piss baby. Our protagonist, not our hero. Steps forward to say, sir, this is my car. And my pregnant wife, and you will not be taking and then anything just gets from his us. Jaw jacked, and then immediately. just boom, this gets old, his yeah, jaw this old broken man by this old man. Cracks him right lays across. Lays him out. He just falls like down a hill. It. Yeah, he, he gets flipped ass over tea kettle. Yeah, down One punch down from the greatest generation down the side of Mount Hollywood. Yeah, and then the guy just straight up st- care- lifts his his like dead wife yeah. into the car and then steals it and drives just away. Drives away. It's so cool. The punchline to this is is coming up, but uh, there's something really funny. It's hilarious. It's, there's something funny about this scene. The guy's like, "I don't have time to explain. I'm taking your car. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Pun- and then we're gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna punch you. I'm gonna go." He punches him, and then um. He's like, I think he shouts like, you're young, you'll be fine. Yeah. Even though it's like a very obviously pregnant woman on the side of the road, it's 125 billion degrees. Yeah. And they're eight miles from the nearest town. And he's like, oh, God. And you you don't even have a tape deck in here. Oh, fuck me. 
The two decide to walk the rest of the way to the cabin. Oh, they got some Bronsons. Oh, this is nice. Wait, they're all empty. Oh, asshole. <laughs> yeah, he takes a left turn. You just hear... <laughs> the two decide to walk the rest of the way to the cabin. First, they try walking along the side of the highway. Trying to flag people down. They don't get anywhere. Then Laura says she knows the area, so she suggests there's a... She's like, there's a stream up the head. Up ahead. We'll go to the stream. We'll get some water. Well, the stream bread is dried up basically almost all the way. Low trickle. So they decide to drink a bunch of water. This is very reminiscent of the, hey, we're going to get sick scene from... (laughs) uh, (laughs) We're going to get sick. (laughs) (laughs) I have all the people We're we're all my people. We're... So they drink as much as they can, but then they head out. Then they they decide to take a path through the woods, which is long... But Laura feels like she knows the way. But then it's she gets hilly, but it's shorter, it's shorter than, the highway. than the highway. It's a direct shot, but it's hilly. But then she gets tired, and so uh, our big, strong, strapping man decides to carry her for a little bit. Yeah, I was expecting him to take about fifteen steps and then and just then fall just right on first. top of her. <laughs> yeah, and then her belly is like a um, it's like a tube of toothpaste. Like yeah, the baby just, just shoots out. <laughs> Like a good mile yeah. into the woods, though. They're like, oh, God. Oh, oh Jesus. God. The, <laughs> the large land mammals, large hairy land mammals that this town is named after no, will be after They're going to find it. It's going to be like a jungle book out here. Finally, they get to town, but Frank notices that the town appears to be empty. Well, Frank, try- Frank carries her for two minutes. And then, he's like, and then we get to a scene where he's like, I can't. And they're all just laying on the ground. Yeah, so then he drops her like a sack of potatoes, and he's like, I'm going to run ahead and see if uh, what I'm I can see I'm going to abandon you. So he goes up ahead, and then he comes back, and he's like, it's weird, it's empty. It looks like the town uh, is deserted, uh, and it's deserted because there was a, a fire that was threatening the town. Andrew, which you I know- feel like if you turned on the radio at all during the entire drive, this would be all over the news telling you, hey, especially- Town's on fire. Or you'd with- see the smoke. Yeah, that's true, too, especially with the recent wildfires we've had here in Southern California. You can't go two steps without somebody saying, hey, Oprah's house is being threatened by fire. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I know exactly where that is. Uh, Oprah's house? (laughs) My God. Uh, Andrew, you know when you're writing a script and you get notes and somebody's like, hey, it's page it's page 47. We got to have a scare here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? But there's no reason for it. And they're like, doesn't matter. It's got to be a scare. You're like, all right. All right, fine. So they write in brilliantly, uh, Bonnie Bedelia sees raccoon. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it is shot as a tense scene, but it's just this fat, cute raccoon. Yes. It's just like. <laughs> yeah. They Frank runs up ahead to see the town. So Bonnie's there and she's like freaking out as this. Very, fr- I'm tempted to think this was supposed to be a bear. Yes, but, and, it's but a, they couldn't afford the it's bear. An adorable raccoon. So instead, it's a raccoon, and it kind of sniffs up to her and looks, and then is like, mm, and then walks away. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I was more. I I was walking back to my car the other day, <laughs> and I saw a possum. Yeah, and I was if I had saw like a little raccoon like going along doing its thing, I'd be like, oh. If I saw a possum, I'd be like, oh. Ugh. 
Uh, Andrew, didn't it's weird. you? It's got a weird tail. Didn't you uh, see a mouse while jogging once, and you nearly? I nearly d- cried. You nearly I nearly threw into myself street. into traffic. There was an <laughs> oncoming bus. You would have rather been dead than see a, than a mouse. Have have a mouse touch my foot in any way? Yeah. But meanwhile, this raccoon comes by, like the uh, like uh, the opening of the great outdoors, and uh, it kind of looks at her and then goes about its business. Yeah. I'm tempted to think at some point in the script this was a bear Maybe. and they couldn't afford it, so they're like, well, "What else would what's be like scary?" A bear? I don't raccoon, know. raccoon. They have those like glove hands. Yeah, it's weird. They got thumbs. Oh, it's upsetting. <laughs> they're very clever. Uh, they get into the village and the couple goes to see Laura's childhood doctor, who helps them out and tells Laura she needs to rest. She's like, uh, "He's like, uh, did any did any other doctors tell you to rest? Uh, what <laughs> did they did they?" Prescribe a piss baby. She's like, yes. And he's, he's like, like good. All right, good. Uh, and then he looks at Frank. He's like, oh, maximum strength. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know if I. <laughs> you're, this is a prescription. Yeah, uh, you, you are a tough lady, but I don't know about this. David Huddleston apparently also lives in the town. Yes. He rolls up in his giant caddy, uh, throws a couple of uh, 40s out the window, and, and he's says, like, why don't you come up hey, to why my don't you place? Come to my place. I got a it's gen- really cool. I got a generator. It's some, I set it way low. In fact, uh, that get ice on my window. It's too cold in my place, Ooh. so I'm just going out for a drive. Bye. And he's got like a, like a scarf Ooh. on. And then they're like, you could have given us a ride. Also, like, he could have walked. Yeah. It's like two, blo- it's two blocks that way. And he's like, no, 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 no. Just, doing, just driving around. Act three. The couples go to their the parents' cabin only to find two dirtbag freeloaders named Susan and Jerry. Uh, in Jerry? There. Who supposedly helped prevent the cabin from burning down. Yeah, bullshit. But oh, Andrew, yeah, exactly. That's exact. I was like, bullshit. They were like, uh, uh, so, uh, uh yeah, uh, so Piss Baby's like, what are you doing in my cabin? And Bonnie Bedelia's like, it's our dad. It's my dad. Like, it's, it's not my, his. It's he, he doesn't own a goddamn thing. Know. Yeah, he doesn't have, he can't. Look, look at this guy. He looks like he's got a pot to piss in. Yeah, he, could have rub, so. he doesn't have two pennies to rub <laughs> together. And then the uh, freeloading transient is like, well, we're good-natured people that were nearby and uh uh, uh we saved we, we saved. saved this, this place, place was gonna go up like a tinderbox but we we did in and that raccoon oh yeah. my god that thing was we scared that off too it was, it was mean and they were like and anything we ate we were gonna pay for as well and yeah it's like sure you were. Okay. okay yeah okay yeah, yeah. market you, value on this or what you you're take, gonna leave a dollar why don't you take your ghost story somewhere else padre so then uh andrew did you notice uh susan uh, no. You recognize her? No. You should have recognized her. Oh. She is Ruby. Oh, yes. From the horror Ruby. Frank and Laura, however, decide to let these two stay. During, which is weird because uh, the movie oh, basically forgets that uh, what they are for or why they need these people. Yeah. I mean, he he tries to big time them. And then they're like, well, where are we going to go? The town burned down. And he's like, well, all right. I'm deciding to use my largesse. Honey, is it okay if they stay in your parents' house? <laughs> yes, fine. it's fine. Whatever. I have decided. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I my will own grant upon you the guest bedroom. Mm. Also, please pay for it. <laughs> Only one glass of water per, per transient, please. <laughs> During the middle of the night, Laura has labor pains, and the four of them go back to the doctor's cabin. The freeloaders help. He should ask where, just 
which whichever bed you guys have already had sex in <laughs> just stay in that one please You're like i got like, terrible news <laughs> i have news about your shower and the toilet <laughs> uh, also, and, and that raccoon also the television <laughs> The freeloaders help the doctor deliver the baby while Frank spies that old fuck who carjacked him and nearly beats him up. Yes. Until this old guy delivers that classic, my, my wife, wife died. died. Oh, tale as old as time. What would have been great would have been if Frank was like, you did this to my wife, you son of a bitch. And then uh, California Charlie was like, you're right. And then punched him again. <laughs> Knocked him. <laughs> he, he crashed through the door, down the street, back over back the same into the hill. Yes. Yeah. If he was like, "You're gonna want, you're gonna want the doctor to t- to take a look at your jaw," and he's like, "Why?" and then just boom. Well, the the best part of this is they all ended up in the same location. Yeah. So instead of this old guy being like, "You're young and spry, please help me save my wife." He steals the car. He steals the car and goes to the exact location that, that they they're were going, going to. <laughs> well, he couldn't have known that. But at the same time, it's like if he if if the guy ultimately all I understand it's it's a moment of panic and he's trying to save his wife, but at the same time, you pull these people over and it's like there's a doctor up the way, I got to get my wife to him. If they had been like, "No, man, fuck you." Then you punch him out. Yeah. But they're like, "Oh, you're going up to <laughs> Lard. You're going up to large Polarville. Yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah. Then they could have all gone in the same direction. Instead, he punches that guy out, steals his car, wife dies in the process, and the stress is now forcing this baby to be born prematurely. Yes. Yes. Andrew, we could play the if game all our <laughs> We can lives. play the blame all game. Right. Of who knows who what could have happened. Who fell down what cliff. Any carjacker will tell you you don't know that the guy that you're carjacking is going where you're going anyways. Yeah, there are known knowns, and then and there, there are known, known unknowns, unknowns, and then also, there are unknown unknowns, and then there are this guy got punched in the mouth by an old man. <laughs> also, I imagine if I was California Charlie... And I was like, here are my options. Ask for this guy to give me a ride. But then I have to be in a car with a piss baby. Oh, see, yeah. This guy had him sussed out (laughs) immediately. As soon as he got out, he's like, hey, man, what are you doing? I lost my job. Hoodwinking uh, old people into junk bonds. And he's like, "Mm, oh, maybe maybe he recognized the voice. He's like, yeah, you keep car. He's going nowhere but up, huh? You (laughs) son of a bitch. Yeah, your jaw's going nowhere but down. The baby is delivered, but the doctor tells Frank that it's two months premature and needs an incubator if it's going to survive. Frank says he's going to build one somehow, and he enlists the dirt bags. Frank, Frank draws a picture of a, a baby suit. Yeah, he has says, airtight <laughs> seams. <laughs> and he's like, I'll make that. That's right. He's like, good job, and then son. He turns to the doctor, and they start joking about beating off. And yeah. It's very odd. <laughs> it's it's great very scene. upsetting. The whole thing then turns into a video game fetch quest because he's like, all right, I got to get an incubator. What right. do I need? And it's like- I need a hose. You need, I need oxygen. You need fuel. You need a place to put the baby. You need a pump. And 
Uh, you need oxygen. Now, in order to get the oxygen, that's go- you're going to have to go to the water temple, which means yeah. you're going to need the iron boots. But that's at the sun temple. You got to go to the so ground. You got to do, do that first. And then one thing will lead to the other, and then you got to trade for that. What shield do you have? The wood one? Oh, oh that's well, not going to do you're it. You're going to have to, you should, I would start going to the bush and getting some rupees yeah. right now, okay? You're going to want the iron one because that's going to protect you in the fire in the temple. fire temple, obviously. Use your head, man. The dirt bags find about a half gallon of gas at uh, the gas station. They're still in the hoses, and they they steal an aquarium for the baby. You know, they just like put the put the baby in the aquarium. The it's like a big Gila monster. It's just fine. That's how. That's they're like. I don't. It, they're like. I found it a crib. They're like. That's an aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> like same difference. That's fine. The old man, it turns out, has an oxygen tank. His wife had an oxygen tank, which we saw. Yes, we did. So Frank goes and to uh, scream at the old man. To give him the oxygen tank, and he's like, my wife died, leave me alone. Yeah. And he's like, look, man, either you're going to buy 30,000 stocks of Atari, <laughs> or you're going to give me the goddamn oxygen tank. My, I could have stopped Vivian Lee from getting knifed in that shower. <laughs> I have so many regrets. <laughs> it's like, the only regret you're going to have is if you don't get in on this deal. <laughs> Frank screams at him enough that he basically not only gets him to give him the oxygen tank, MGM, but also... They make all the greatest movies. They're not going anywhere, buddy. <laughs> Frank gets him to give him the oxygen tank, but also helps get him to help him carry it as well. Yes, because Frank is like, too much of a like, fucking look, weakling. I'm a weak... Remember when you punched me out with one blow? You think I'm going to handle this oxygen tank any better? Yeah, he's, he's like, like eh. no, nah, I guess you're He's not. like, you're going to try and roll it down a hill where it's going to go... It's, it's going to explode, explode in Jaws' exactly. mouth. <laughs> The fuel is the major issue here, so because they've got everything, but they only have this half gallon of gas. So Frank goes to David Huddleston down the street to ask him if he'll loan him some gas. But David's I need gas for my like, dying. My baby. child will die. It is two months premature. And David's like, I have a lot of delicious beer to sell. So <laughs> Sir, I have to move some beer. I have things to do, people to see, pregnant women <laughs> to, to get drunk. damage their child with. Uh, yes, he drives away. They get everything up and running, but Frank says that the gas is probably only going to keep the incubator running for about a couple hours, which the doctor says is about two hours more than he could have ever done to keep that baby alive, which if I were Frank, Dark. I would just immediately go wide. I'd go like, oh my, he's like, well, I had my license revoked oh, years ago, years ago. It's like, you don't read the papers, huh? <laughs> Dr. Death. That's what they called me. Andrew, what would you have done? If Lebow- so you've got because for me the scene that I wanted was Lebowski says no dice not giving you gas meanwhile we know that we got one punch uh, Storm and D-Day in our corner I wanted him to have the old man fight Big Lebowski yo as soon as David Huddleston left you know he's got gasoline in that generator oh yeah you go to his break house break into his fucking house and take it yourself you know you got dirt bags that will also break into a house <laughs> So, oh, so he's, he's, he's got like an Ocean's Eleven quest, I a th- team. Well, no, I thought it was going to turn into a thing of like, he, obviously we saw that the old man was pushed to the breaking limits that he was going to, he carjacked someone in order to do it. Yeah. So Frank gets put in, the, put in the same situation where it's like, now he's on the other side. He's like, he is, he's compared to the old man, he was the have and the have not toppled him. Yes. So now he's the have not. David Huddleston is the have and- Frank, 
uh, a slave to capitalism just decides to let this big fat guy basically murder, murder his baby. Yeah. But uh, things pan out for old Frank because the generator's running. David Huddleston comes in like it's a wonderful life with about 15 gallons of gas. Well, he comes in with a gas can. I assume it's filled with beer. And he's <laughs> it's like, like, time to start that kid off right. He should have like, come in with a, a bottle. It should have been a baby bottle. Yeah, a little baby bottle filled with beer. And he's good news, everybody. I brought the beer. And they're like, what about the gas? And so, he says, oh, no. So David Huddleston. Okay. So I have a little, I have some problems with this, with this ending. ending. So, right. well, let's just end it and then we can talk about it. So David Huddleston comes in, he's got a gas can. He says, oh, I had a change of heart. Let's fill up that generator. Then they all look at the baby like it's the, the, the Christ child. Yeah. Uh, it's the end of Grapes of Wrath. Sure. And then they hear a noise. On, baby dies and they, then they, they all they looking around. They exactly. Yes. An old and man. Everyone's just staring at them. They hear a noise on the roof, and the rain has broken out—a big, heavy rain. Yeah. Apparently, the, the the heat wave has broken, and everyone gives a big smile to each other, and they laugh, and that's the end of the movie. Now we're past all that. I have a lot of issues with this ending. Okay, what don't you like? A. If this is some kind of discussion on capitalism Mm -hmm. and what happens when society breaks down, which I don't think is necessarily the, the author's intention, but it's pretty, I think it's all, if there's anything to this movie, it's that, but you know what I mean? If there's anything going on thematic, so the haves in David Huddleston, basically, if you want anything to happen or you need some kind of, uh, uh, help, you have to basically hope that the whims of the haves will will, will, will come, you. come your way. The winds will blow your way so that they can show up and give you the thing that they have. Well, I think what it's saying is if you're a mealy-mouthed, weak-willed asshole, the world will eat you up. Because he doesn't do anything heroic in the entire movie, the husband. N- no. He just gets taken advantage of. He gets stepped on the entire time, and then, then until the, one of the halves is like, "All right, I have pity on you now." Right, but also in terms of storytelling, that it, whatever character development happens for David Huddleston's character happens completely off screen. Yes, it's a twist at the end. Versus, I'd be curious to know how much fuel he had been hoarding, because if this is just like, ah, let's just throw the plebes a little bit. That's one thing, but like if this was a legitimate uh like bite into his profits to give up this fuel. Right. That's it. Then then it's something, but like what causes this thing to happen? He comes up to him and he's like, Hey, you gotta help me out. My kid's gonna die if I don't get some fuel. And he's like, Buzz off, buddy, and drives away. Literally, that's the last time we see him until he steps in the front door. Did he like hear a song on the radio that was like, Baby, come back? And he's like, Oh, <laughs> Uh, would, would that be better? What, yeah, yeah exactly. Anything. And then you just see him, yeah, you just see him <laughs> just get really teary eyed. Or I don't, we don't necessarily need to focus on him, but also put, put some agency on Frank. Yes, Frank should be doing anything. Something. Like, at least with Bonnie Bedelia, at least she, like, she has she, solutions. She had she solutions. Has plans. She also was the one who gave birth. 
Like there, there are only so many things that she can do. But at the same time, she's the one that forced Frank to make the decision to go up to the cabin. Yeah. She's the one that tells him to stop being a big piss baby when it comes to the fact that her parents have money and they don't. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, this is a confusing movie because there's. it seems like they're trying to say some things. But when you walk away from it, you're like, God damn, I hope, I hope I'm rich. Yeah, that's what it ultimately says is when it all goes to hell, you, you better, better hope you, you better got hope, money. You better hope you got money because... If if this if that rain had not broken or this had been a couple more days into this heat wave, David Huston wasn't going to be as sympathetic to you. And he's uh, not going to keep giving you gas. Yeah, that's the other thing is he comes in with a, a, a like a can full of gas, but that's probably only five gallons worth of gas. At the most, it's five gallons. How many days is that going to run a, uh, an incubator? A day? Two Maybe. days? I'm not sure. Yeah. Mark, what did you think of this film? It was it read very much like a first draft. It looked cheap. It felt rushed. There wasn't enough weird, funny stuff for me to really enjoy it. I I like that it was only an hour and 11 minutes. I like David Huddleston. I like Bonnie Bedelia. David Huddleston is... There's a reason that he's in The Big Lebowski. They, the other Lebowski. Yes. The Coen, Jeffrey Lebowski. The, the, the Coen brothers. The millionaire. I bet this guy can walk. <laughs> The Coen for me, Mister. <laughs> the Coen brothers, when it comes to finding character actors that like fit that role, yeah. like this guy, even though he's a scumbag, like on the page, it's scumbag beer salesman. But he is so goddamn likable, affable. There's a reason that he's a beer salesman. Yeah, even though he's only swept up in the idea that he's got to sell the beer for his business. Right. But you walk away from it going like, I get it. Because it, instead of it playing it like overly cartoonish or, you know, yeah, I get away from, you know, like just there's you, you, you want to, I want to, I want more scenes with him. God damn it. Yeah. I love because he's such a scumbag. And he does stuff. Whereas every scene with the husband, I, I, yes, I, I the, can't even remember his name. It's Henry. Frank. Frank. I'm just like, man, you suck. Yeah. Frank I don't give a sucks. shit about you. Frank sucks. And you feel bad for Laura more than yes. anything else. You feel real bad for the kid. Well, like, yeah, oh, I'm like to. Uh, yeah, I'm like, when does, when does John McClane enter the picture? <laughs> yeah. Clearly, she leaves him for John. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. And then they go to Los Angeles. And they go to the coast. They have a couple laughs. Have a couple laughs. Changes their name to Genera. Mark, would you recommend this film? Probably not. Uh, Andrew, would you recommend this film? Um, no, oh. I think a a like society breaks down in a heat wave situation is a good idea for a movie, and I feel like they were setting themselves up. But once they decided to go to the out to the once they leave L.A., it's just people walking on a road. Yes, now it's like, just like a power well, outage film. Dumb. Yeah, it is. It is a. It's. Because you don't really get a sense of what the damage is either, because it seems like they just rented a bunch of cabins up in the Big Bear area, and they're like, this is where we're shooting. Yeah, for a heat wave movie, it's not really about how hot it is. Like, people are sweating, Yeah, but yeah. like you don't see, like, you know, you want riots, you want fires, you want people stealing water. At least put it on the radio or in the news, like, uh, you see a newspaper or something that's yeah. like, that... The, the east side is the police presence is is out and on the streets because people have really flipped out because it's so goddamn hot yeah instead it seems like there's a lot of traffic 
And then there it, was a fire at some point, but a majority of the town stuck around. David Huddleston didn't seem to care. Neither did the doctor. No. The biggest issue with this movie is that it just seems like L.A. this year. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, it's hot. Yeah, sometimes it's hot. you don't have power. And there's a lot of fire, and sometimes they, they're... I'm getting punched by an old man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Mark, if I I've had seen a, it. if I had a goddamn dollar, that's that is my that's my Wednesdays, just getting knocked out yeah, by sitting in traffic somebody, and then getting punched by an old dude. I mean, a couple, you know, by the, a veteran. The, well, the thing is, is, everyone's like, oh, back in my day, I was getting punched out by the Silent Generation. Like, I get it, but yeah. you know, I only got I only got the Greatest Generation, and you know, those those they're they're those, few and far exactly. Between. Now it's Gen Xers. Eventually, a boom- guy's wearing Ramon shirts. Eventually, a boomer's just gonna wear a Tommy Bahama shirt and just take <laughs> just a swing at me. me. <laughs> and that's just not going to be the same. It's not the same. Mark. Let's look forward to next time, however. What are we watching next time? Next time on Television Movie Night, we are watching disaster films, and we are watching something from 1972 entitled Short Walk to Daylight. Hold it. Hey, hold it. I'm not going to That's going to be Now everybody stays here together, got it? Now they know there's a train missing. We got an injured man. We're not going to leave him. So we just wait here till they come and get us. And it could be a long, long time before someone starts looking under Wall Street on a Sunday morning. Don't argue. Look, I got a very important conference, and I can't miss it, all right? I mean, I got to go back to Brooklyn. Who just sewed stripes on you? The transfer authority. The conductor's responsible for the passengers and the train. Anything happens to him, the motorman takes over. That's me. Good. You see, hey, now, wait a minute. Listen to me. This is classified as a disaster. That's not TA, that's police department. So it's my responsibility. You got it? My responsibility that nobody else gets hurt. So you're gonna listen to me and you're not gonna go running around in these tunnels now while I'm in charge. Interesting. That's right, a major earthquake hits New York City. Several people are trapped in a subway station. Oh. And uh, it's short. Is this shot at Universal? It's a short while. Yeah. Every every 10 minutes or so, they look up. God's, uh, ah! King, yeah, King Kong like shows up, and then he disappears. It smells like bananas in there. There's a big wave of Big water. tanker slides down, <laughs> stops, and then everything just resets. It's very, very distracting. But that's, that's fine. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Mark, uh... If you'd like to listen to past episodes of Television Movie Night, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can email us at tvmovienightpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night. Help destroy democracy. You can also follow us on iTunes, leave a review there, and you can also subscribe to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone, all that information and more. Soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. Mark, is there anything else? Andrew, I can't explain. Uh, I uh, need, I need your money. Oh, give me your money. Oh, give me I, all your money no, right I, now. I, I gotta keep my money. No, you're young. You'll be fine. Oh, give me your money. Oh God. Uh, all right. I, it's, it's. Uh, I have a couple. Oh, I, I only have a, like a sack of Jewy a dollar. I'll take it. Oh. Okay. Okay. What, what do you need it for? You'll be fine. Bye. Oh. I really, I actually really needed that dollar. I have to to do one.